Welcome, my name is Amapola Ramirez and this is Chicana Moms Podcast. In this podcast, I talk to you about my life as a Chicana and I also share with you my knowledge. I strongly believe that unidas creamos cambio. Vamos a empezar. Hola Chicana Moms, thank you so much for clicking and choosing to listen to Chicana Moms Podcast. Um, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to always start off with giving you updates about my life to connect and, you know, to share with you my knowledge, but I love to share with you my life as a Chicana growing up because I have received so many messages of many ladies sharing with me that you guys can relate and growing up as a Chicana, I honestly thought like all of these crazy weird stuff is only happening to me like my crazy Mexican mom (laughs) who I love like oh my god is she the only one that that hits with a chancla is she the only one that makes us clean at like almost 7 a.m on a Saturday like oh but I'm not alone I'm not alone but I wanted to give you updates um I want to start off with that story that I posted on Instagram in regards to my son having this like rush on this little girl and him going up to her at the last day of promotion ceremony and asking her if she can be his girlfriend like I was like standing next to the little girl's mom and I was like oh my god are they gonna chew out my little boy like first of all I didn't even know he was going to ask her that um but it it was it was an interesting thing obviously he he got rejected unfortunately but it I say unfortunately, but I think it was like a good thing because they're only 10 years old, but it just sucks, right? So he kept asking me like all week, you guys, like, mama, why is it that I got rejected? Why doesn't she like me? Um, The best answer and the best thing that I can think of was, which is true, um, I told him, look, she's a sweet girl. And you put her on the spot. She could have been mean, but she wasn't. And she told you no because she actually has respect for you. She could have lied to you, but she didn't. She was honest with you because she has this respect for you. And I kept repeating myself and repeating myself because he would ask me morning, day, and night. Morning, day, why did I get rejected? And then that takes me. I was like, oh my God, he is able to really just ask that as many times and sometimes as adults when we get rejected um you know anytime in our lives we sometimes like keep it to ourselves yeah we'll talk to an amiga you know or a guy friend or whoever um and we sometimes just try to move on and there's never that closure um it can be a very traumatic experience for some you know especially in divorce like the partner left and just didn't say why and it's like wait what the what you know so and never see them again or kids who grew up don't ever see their parent again I mean there I know that there's so much trauma in different scenarios and that's what I wanted to talk to you about today and I was sharing I'm attaching this story of my son with this topic of trauma and addiction um because I'm going to split those two and give you more input on those but I wanted to share that because as I was thinking about my son, I was like really thinking of a way that I can um, support him, listen to him. 
and so that this experience doesn't um, affect his way of looking at relationships or, you know, reaching out to anyone when it comes to him feeling sad. And I try my best to have my kids very in tune with their emotions because I highlight them out a lot. I don't tell them, be quiet, you're going to get over it, don't worry about it. No, we cannot talk to our kids like that. Um, and sometimes many who do talk to their kids like that's because that's the way you were talked. Um, I mean, that's the way your parents talk to you or maybe not at all, but, uh, it's very important. It's just very important to validate our kids' emotions and to make sure like, you know, anything that they are experiencing right now as children, it is very impactful and it's very, very important just as when we were little, you know, um, so today I want to talk to you about the topic of trauma and addiction. And I also want to highlight that I am opening a trauma uh, seeking safety um, support group in the city of Whittier. And I, and this is for my Chicano and Latin community because the language that I will be using in these groups is going to be our language, like Spanglish, um, or just English or whatever, depending on the group's comfort, I will be focusing on the language. I've noticed it throughout my career that when I talk to different um, clients, I have to use slang words when communicating the importance of whatever issue they're addressing to me. Sometimes I'll throw in Spanglish um, when I see that a client prefers, like they they cuss, but they're not disrespectful. Then I pretty much sometimes say, is it okay if I cuss? They say, by all means, go for it. Okay, so guess what I do? I do cuss at some, sometimes in some sessions because they can relate to that language. Um, I am not going to ever put up a front like I know everything or, you know, that all these big words, because first of all, I don't know so many extreme big words and I just want to keep it real. That's it. And at the same time, I want to be able to touch hearts. I love to connect with people. I really, really do. And I want to make sure that in this journey of my life, I continue to impact um, one client at a time because I honestly feel that God works through me and I am doing what I'm doing for a reason, but I am opening this group. Um, if you would like more information, you can follow me on Instagram. You can send me a message. Um, I have already people that are very interested in the group. Um, I will keep, uh, 10 seats available only to start off. Uh, because at some point I want to be able to close off that group so that group can be um, just more like an intimate, private, obviously confidential um, group. Um, and if there's someone out of the 10 that ends up like, okay, you know what, four, eight sessions were good with me, then later if there's like a waiting list and I can bring someone in, if for some reason, you guys, I get like a waiting list because that's kind of what I want to see. If, I mean, if it happens, then I will open another group. 
I want to make sure that I am able to help as many people as possible, but I always want to focus on the quality versus the quantity. Okay, that's just, it's so important. This is not about the money. Yes, there's a fee for these groups, but I have to be able to pay my rent, my location to continue to have a space for all of my clients to come in uh, because I also conduct parenting and anger management um, groups. So just to let you know, that is available. If you do not live in the city of Whittier, there's also virtual sessions that I can do with you over the phone, whatever you feel more comfortable with. Um, and the group is based on like choosing four sessions, eight sessions, 12 sessions or more. Um, if you just want to try out one and see how that goes, um, you can do that as well. But I just want to make sure today to be able to highlight what trauma and addiction is. Many people sometimes live their life not knowing that that experience in their life is creeping up and continues to affect their relationship, especially with themselves or with others. So that's what I want to talk to you about today, um, the trauma and addiction, because I remember growing up, and I don't know if many of you have heard um, the podcast recording that I did a while back. Um, it's called Mi Familia. Um, let me see. Uh, if I don't, I want to chop it up. But it said, Nos asaltaron. Uh, a mi familia, a mi nos asaltaron. Something like that. <laughs> Asalto en México. I can't even remember the title. But um, I did a podcast. I was very emotional because that was one of the most fucking traumatic experiences of my life it is crazy aparte that I grew up in a very abusive um relationship with my mom she was very abusive as well verbally physically um and I talk about that in in my other podcasts um episodes but I also want to highlight that I have been there I'm not, I mean, because I think at some point we all have had some sort of traumatic experience. Maybe some will say, no, I haven't. And then sometimes when they think like, oh my God, like, you're right. This experience has affected me. And sometimes we, because we put it aside, you know, out of sight, out of mind. I don't want to think about it because that hurt me. And sometimes it's just good to bring it out only at your time though. No, not because someone's dictating it to you that you need to get help or whatever. Like you have to be able to be ready to receive the help um, and to ask for the help, of course. But I know the feeling of fear, but that struggle of overcoming something. And not that I'm perfect. I am. I have accomplished so much within myself, my self-esteem, my confidence, my self-love, my self-care. But that is always going to be a work in progress. And I don't ever want to perceive it as something exhausting, but something that it's just part of life. And I love doing things for myself because as I take care of myself, I know that I'm also taking in consideration all of those people around me, which is my family, my friends, my clients, and obviously people who I come across you know, that I don't know out in our community and I am able to give them a smile or give them a compliment, whatever it is, you know, it all goes back 
to us individually to be able to take care of ourselves mentally, physically, and spiritually. So let's start by me sharing with you about trauma and addiction. Vamos a empezar. Okay, so I'm going to start off by talking to you about trauma and where the word comes from and what it is, okay? So the trauma comes from the Greek word wound, okay, which vividly describes what it feels like. So it's like a series of unwanted harmful event that can lead to lasting pain. So the wounds may be physical, emotional, or both. But most people can have at least one out of those two. It can be just physical or it can just be emotional, but eventually it can be both. So the definition of trauma from the American Psychiatric Association refers to physical events such as the following. And I'm going to read you the list of what um, some events that can happen or have happened in people's lives that is considered trauma. Car accident, sexual assault, military combat, physical violence, fire, hurricane, tornado, or other natural disasters, terrorist incidents, life-threatening illness or injury, sudden death of someone close to you, industrial um, accident, or domestic violence. Those are considered trauma, which are wounds physically or emotionally. So it's really, really important if at some point, and I'm highlighting this out because I've come across people who have gone through domestic violence, who have lost someone, and they never get help, um, you know, with a therapist or a support group to be able to help them with that pain. And I remember reading this quote, Las palabras no expresadas nunca mueren. We can share our story with people, you know, with friends. But when you meet with a therapist or, you know, or in a support group, you're able to just focus about that and receive the tools to be able to help you heal. And that's why, you know, as therapists, we learn a lot of, you know, the seeking safety, CBT, um, motivational interviewing, ACT. I mean, there's so many things, but that's the importance and the mental health awareness within our community needs to change. It's okay to talk to a therapist. If you have gone through a traumatic experience like the ones that I've just listed, it's very important. Um, support groups, uh, individual therapy is, I think, the best. Some people will do life coaching, um, but life coaching is, is good, but it's not, life coaches are not trained, obviously, like a therapist. And there's a lot of life coaches that will refer and suggest to their clients to see a therapist at the same time as they're seeing them, because it's just a must. So the list that I read to you is actually all the physical um, situations that can happen that can lead to trauma. 
And even if it's physical, obviously there's an emotional part to which it's very difficult to, it's not difficult. I mean, it's difficult to overcome, but it's not impossible because it is possible to heal from trauma, but it's so important to get those tools that I mentioned from a uh, therapist. So, um, trauma can also refer to deeply disturbing experiences that are not just physical in nature. And that can be emotional abuse, bullying, growing up with a mentally ill parent, neglect, abandonment, homelessness, major loss, severe social rejection, ongoing serious stress, such as chronic pain, poverty, or um, discrimination. And it, it sucks. It sucks. Because, you know, I think as kids, when we were growing up, we're like, oh, okay. Depending on everyone, obviously everyone's home environment was so different. Um, Because there's kids that don't even get the opportunity just to be kids. Because they're already in a stressful situation where they feel like they have to be the parent. Um, You know, because a parent is using substances or, and obviously there's, a trauma attached to that, which we'll get to in a little bit. But all of these things that I just mentioned, I think many of us have experienced at some point in our life. So that's why I wanted to highlight what trauma is. Um, so how trauma occurs also matters and it can happen to a person or entire community, a whole culture's uh can suffer trauma as a genocide and slavery, which carries forward emotionally over generations. And I think in our community as Chicanos, we grew up not hearing or seeing our parents get that help unless it was mandated. I see a lot of that. A lot of parents, I mean, a lot of parents, a lot of people um, will just get help because their social workers are already involved. You know, there's something that has happened to where it's mandated by the court and we don't have to wait for that you guys we don't have to we can educate ourselves and just take that step forward to be courageous and I don't I know for a fact that it takes time I know but we're not here for so long you don't want to later be 60 and be like damn I I should have gotten help before so I could have enjoyed my 30s or 20s or whatever you know but I create these podcasts so that I can give you that food for thought So amid support or brutality, humiliation, silence, betrayal, and blame worsen the impact of trauma. So directly or threatened or witnessed, for example, a child may see violence happen, you know, with their parents, and that's considered also trauma. In that way, um, once or often, some people say uh, there were too many times to remember. Like it happened too many times, and I just can't even... It's overwhelming. So trauma is it's pretty um, it's pretty deep. I know um, growing up, I would hear people say like, "Estoy cargando una cruz," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> like, what is?" I would hear it a lot when I was an adolescent. I was like, "What the heck are they talking about? Like, what cross?" But I got it. I got it with life. It was just like we're carrying that baggage, you know, that heavy thing that emotionally we can't just even enjoy certain times of our lives because the traumatic experiences kind of creep up here and there nightmares that's another one right 
that creep up. So this is where your way of how you see life based on whatever traumatic experience you're going through requires your own unique way of treatment. And that's why therapy is there for you. Okay, let's hop over to talk about addiction. So either you can get addicted to drugs and then there's a trauma or first is a trauma and then it's addiction or it's both at the same time. So addiction comes from the Latin roots for enslavement, which perfectly describe what a serious addiction feels like. But addiction can be mild, moderate, or severe, okay? You don't have to fit the image of an addiction to have a problem. So it can creep up on you without you noticing it or ever realizing it in your life. And others may see it before you do. Or you may have a problem that's not yet fully blown addiction. So broadly, addiction means that, like, for example, you keep engaging in a behavior despite the harm it can cause. Like, you te vale ma. <laughs> you know what I mean? Te vale mama. Like, at that point, you're just like, I don't care. This is something that makes me feel good. So you keep drinking even though your doctor tells you to stop. Um, you keep gambling despite your, your debt. Um, debt. Debt. That's what I meant. Not dead. Um, you keep having affairs even if it costs you your relationship. People without addiction would stop to preserve their health, finances, and relationships. But people with addiction keep repeating the same behavior over and over. So they may want to stop, but they just can't. They feel more and more out of control or they may think it's not a problem, but the facts show that it is. So that is denial. Ah, oh, that denial of like, there's nothing wrong with me. Shut the F up. Don't tell me what to do. This is my life. I think at some point we've all been guilty of that. When people are saying like, okay, you're going through this route. Te vas a caer. Okay, te <laughs> you know, and we're like, why didn't you tell me? It's like, what do you mean? I did tell you and you didn't, you didn't listen. Well, you could have said it in a different way, you know? Either way, you guys, I think there's so many individuals in our life that are able to take in consideration, like take that time to really evaluate, like, okay, I love this person and this person's going downhill, you know? Um, oh, it's easier to say that because constructive criticism could be taken as negative criticism. Um, yeah, criticism. <sighs> so we are very interesting human beings, but the addiction part of you know, of what I'm talking to you about where it's attached to trauma is pretty interesting because we sometimes don't realize we're addicted to something. So substance addiction, alcohol or drug, is one of the most common addictions, you guys, and also the most studied. So the for formal term is substance use disorder. So when someone is uh, drinks a lot, Uses, abuses drugs, it is a disorder. And 15% 15 of people develop that, unfortunately, substance disorder in their life. So in the United States, it's the second most common psychological problem after depression. Is that interesting? So drug overdoses currently kill more Americans than cars or guns. 
because there's a numbing, numbing behavior that happens. So how can I say it? It's better for me not to think about it. So I'm just going to use drugs or alcohol, right? Or shop or gamble. But people can get addicted to all sorts of behaviors. So pretty much like what I was telling you that the gambling, pornography, sex, work, food, spending or shopping, electronics such as television, internet, texting and gaming, rage, violence, self-harm such as cutting or burning and body-related behaviors such as plastic surgery, tattooing, tanning or exercise. So these uh, behavior addictions are becoming more and more recognized in our society as they seem to have many of the same features as a substance addiction disorder. So here are some things that people say before recovery when it comes to addiction. There's several of them, so be patient with me. The first one is, I'm haunted by my memories. I dream to get to sleep at night. I have urges to hurt myself. I feel numb. I don't take care of my body. I hate myself. When I use, it, is, it decreases a rage. I'm with a partner who hits me. When I have flashbacks, I go to the casino to calm down. Cocaine gives me permission to feel sexual. I drink to keep from killing myself. Heroin is the only way I know to nurture myself. When I drink, I cry about all the things that happened to me. I can't stop doing what I do. I feel scared a lot. Using drugs closes the door to my past. I feel like a failure. A food binge makes me feel better. Those are all of the things that, or some of the things that many people say when before recovery. If you feel at some point you have said one of these too many times and it is time at some point in your life to take that step to receive help when you are ready sooner than later of course I want you to know that trauma is something that we can heal I'm gonna I know I already said it probably two times in this podcast but I'm gonna say it again I want you to know that it's possible to heal there is hope. There is hope. Hope is not just a feeling, but hope is an action, meaning that it's important for us to take that step forward to ask for help and seek the help that we need to heal. So I want to read to you um, some things that people say while they're in recovery. Okay, so the first one is, I'm no longer afraid of my memories. When I get cravings to use, I can let them pass. I'm, a, I'm better at choosing people who treat me well. I no longer feel angry all the time. Things that used to throw me, I'd be in bed for days, depressed, I can handle now. I can be sexual without getting triggered. I learned that I don't have to rebel to be seen and heard. Now I view my addiction as a medical illness. For the first time, I can forgive myself. I really feel it. It is not just words. I know who I am. I'm not a stranger to myself anymore. I take care of my 
body now. I become a good mother to my kids. The more I become nurturing towards myself. I stopped keeping secrets. I understand now that I don't have to suffer so much. After being down for so long, hating myself, I don't take for granted what it feels like to be up. There is a sense of appreciation. I can say what I want rather than blowing up. Now, other people are more important to me than drugs. Those are fucking powerful. Those are so powerful when you're in tune, when you believe more than anything. But let me tell you that alone, you're not going to be able to do it. You will feel like you're sinking. A support system. The tools to be able to get out of this trauma and addiction is so important. Extremely, extremadamente importante. Okay? Very, very important. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at Chicana Moms Podcast, Chicana Health Coach, and La Chicana Therapist. Please leave your feedback. I would love to hear from you. Rate us on iTunes, an Anchor, or SoundCloud, or anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Adios.